Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lady Geeks' Society podcast. I'm Gisana Sophia. And I'm Jenna Guidi. And this is our introduction to what'll be primarily Bridgerton. Anything and everything Bridgerton. I don't know about you, but I am very excited to start this podcast. So, because it is an extension of Marvelous Geeks. So any of our listeners, if you're like, wait, what just happened? Why did their picture change? What is going on? This is really important. That's all I have to say. It's how important it is. Yes. And if you're a fan of Regency romance, then you're going to want to check this out. Which I feel like a lot of the followers are. But Yeah. Like that's like 90% of the audience. Um, but I did want to mention something that Jenna is actually an artist and I'm a lit major. So what this podcast will essentially feature down the line is we will have some historical things in here. But we also want to mention that we I'm not angry about the shift from actual history not or at all. the not actual history but the kind of history that was displayed for the public yes agreed and I think you know even Nicola said it on Twitter today did you see she was like you know this is fantasy Regency England and it's like at first when I heard that saw the costumes that they weren't going to be perfectly like mm. from that time historically accurate it's kind of like oh okay and then you look at them and I was like yes I want this and they've made a complete fairy tale world out of this story hard agree and especially I, we've had this conversation many times but I freaking hate bonnets so much so and the thing is like I most of my study focuses on 19th century literature. It's what I've always focused on with my research. It's what I go towards. It's what I gravitate towards. But I've always hated bonnets so much. So I'm I'm not mad about that at all. Let let the women have their hair down. Like I I agree. I don't hate bonnets, especially like I love what they did in Emma 2020 yeah. this year. They did like, good- they were works of art. And yeah. they were very, everything was very historical, accurate, accurate in that film. And it was beautiful. Um, but, you know, it's okay that we're going to take a step away from that. Yeah. Not everything has, you know, it's doing its own thing. Totally. And I'm, the costumes are stunning. Oh, like, my God. Ah, just no words. They look so gorgeous. Even the ugly ones that I would never wear. <laughs> no offense to the Featheringtons. But even those, they look so stunning. You could tell how much work went into it. And that's something that needs to be appreciated, for sure. Absolutely. And I think, too, where it's like, I was reading that one article by uh, the costume designer. And she was talking about, I wish I had her name, but she was talking about um, how, even though, like, they are, quote, unquote, ugly, they you still want them to be beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as you're watching this. And they yeah. are. They are every piece of fashion in that show looks like a work of art yep and that's going to be really exciting to pick apart throughout the episodes when fashion does play a role into a character's arc so, you know Daphne yeah, is yeah. going to start off with like the muted tones and the but you know progress to darker colors because she's now a married woman and all that stuff it's going to be really yeah. fascinating to look into and I always I love 
costume analysis and anyone that's read anything I've written in the past, you know that. But let's let's get into the Duke and I. So this is what this the, the point of this podcast is to introduce the podcast and talk a little bit about the Duke and I as a novel and a little bit about the trailer and what we've seen so far. Yes. Um, I recently reread The Duke and I, and the first time I read it was last year. So it was a little over a year ago, and I had some issues with it, you know, and I think we talked about this <laughs> the last time. And it was really just the one thing that was the issue, and if you've read the books, you know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. I think that's everyone's issue with it. But it um, Yeah. But rereading it and, like you know, trying to be like, all right, like maybe they're going to dress us differently in the show. And just like, I forgot how much I really did enjoy that book. Yeah. Like they are really cute and sweet. And um, just the family dynamics, which I know we're very excited for. Yep. Um, but it was, it was nice looking at it again and like wondering what they're going to bring into the show and what they're going to change. Yeah. I think everyone's really, I have not seen a single comment where somebody's like, you know, I think they should keep that scene <laughs> or somebody that's like, I really, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that scene. Everyone feels that this something needs to happen here. And I know yeah. that um, given the time we are in, even if it is included, I feel like it'll at least be addressed better because it is something that we talk about in this time period that we did not 20 years ago which does not seem like it was that long ago but 20 years ago no one was talking about situations like this and addressing yeah. how they are so I I completely get how we would react like this so yeah I feel like even when you look back at um some of the tv shows and stuff that are still like loved um mm -hmm. but are from that time like still like 20 years ago you're like oh, wow, I'm like, yeah, like, that's not okay. Or like, all right, you know, like, haha, ha, but not great. You know, like, there's a lot of things that you can see. Like, sometimes, like, The Office, for example, can be, like, very problematic. But then it's like, like, now. But then it was accepted. So thinking about this with this book, especially when um, anything regarding, like, male abuse in a relationship yeah. is still not really talked about. It's yeah, kind of taboo abuse yeah so I can understand at that time a lot of people not realizing just how far they like the line was crossed mm -hmm. and like not addressing it properly you know so it will be very interesting what they end up like doing to make their essential conflict yeah and again even if they do do it we we know that Daphne is a naive girl like this is not something that's surprising and if it's done in a way where she fully understands what she did and it acknowledges it and there's genuine remorse I can move forward from that a little bit better because we know she is naive we know Violet unless you know in the series Violet does have conversations with her about what marriage entails and all that stuff but in the books she's going into it completely blind and you know, she's not like her sisters who had her to kind of guide them through their marriages. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is like she definitely is naive. Um, but I think at that point when she does uh, what she does, mm -hmm. 
she, I think she's learned enough by then to know what's going on. Yeah, she but knows then the, what's going on. Yeah, but then the other problem is she's been hurt because he lied to her. So, and then on top of that, it's the whole thing with agency again. Yeah. Where if we still don't talk about it now, no one's going to talk about it then. Yeah. In regards to male agency. So. And that's what it comes down to. It's Even if she understood that, hey, maybe this is wrong, I don't believe it was maliciously like, I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm going to hurt him. Like, it, yeah. you know, there wasn't that, as angry as she was, I don't think she was trying to hurt him that badly. I I don't think she understood how big of a deal it was. Yes, and absolutely. Her, and naivety comes in and um, just, you know, being the first girl to get married when you have three older brothers, I don't think many people talk about that, but it's like your social circle looks very different when yes. what you're used to is one side of society saying, hey, whatever you do is okay, but you can't do that same thing. Like she knows her brothers get away with a lot of crap that she yeah. will never be able to get away with from. So being sheltered to a degree, I think, also plays into it. And it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in the series. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how that plays out. And um, very interested to see how their relationships are going to work on the show. Because, you know, we get great um, familial moments in the Mm -hmm. book. Like, I love the scene with oh, Anthony yeah. and Daphne. It, they're getting milk in the middle of the night. And, like, just having a heart-to-heart. Like, that's so sweet. Um, and just, there's so many good moments with them. There's a moment with her and Colin that I really love. Yes, that scene is great, too. That we also get, like, the role reversal in Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. So, that's really... Yeah. Their their bond is really sweet, too. And then we, we already got the peas scene, so... Yes, I really hope they keep the scene of both Anthony and Simon falling in the lake. Like, please, yeah. that that made me laugh. Um, so I'm very curious to like see too, like how their dynamics, like like you were saying, like how naive she will be in the show versus the book too, where it's like maybe their relationship will see more of it, and then like maybe we'll be more informed on her because I already like um in the trailer. Do we mm-hmm. want to start talking about the trailer now? Yeah, we could get into the trailer. Let's, let's go into if you it. In the trailer, if you're somebody that you do not watch trailers, because we do know some people don't watch trailers, and you don't yeah. want to listen anymore, stop listening. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but there's that that little scene in the trailer of uh, Daphne and Anthony in the park riding, and it looks like it looks like such a sweet moment. Yeah. Like you know, we're gonna see more of that, which I'm so excited for. And because, you know, she also has that moment in the trailer where she says, you know, just because I'm a woman, I can't make my own choices. So we are in 2020. Agency is something we talk about. So I really cannot wait for this to be a bigger conversation, which we're also seeing with Eloise. So we know it's happening where these women are not just sitting here, like waiting for their turn to get married. And that's, Especially because I feel like Daphne is that character that is all about marriage and she's, you know, paraded around to find a husband. But I feel like there is going to come a point where she is going to want to exercise her own agency and be be the woman that she wants to be, not the woman that society wants her to be. Even if she wants to fall in love and she wants a husband and she 
I I can't wait for that because I really feel like the series is going to address choice and just really get into the nitty gritty of how different it is for men and women in Regency. So we're not even in Regency, but we're so used to freaking saying Regency that we keep saying Regency. It's Queen this Charlotte's so reign right now. So would that um, be like Charlottetown? I don't know. in England, you know, because like Elizabethan. Edwardian. Yeah, probably charlatan. Right. Who is actually was a real queen. So anybody who wants to come in and talk about historical accuracy, research is my friend. Get yeah. on it. Because she did exist. Yeah, so, so they're going to pull on different things to make exactly. like this new world. And it's but... It's empowering, and I don't think people should have an issue with it if we're talking about, like, a fantasy romance novel, you know? Like, a lot of people don't read these books for historical accuracy. If you do, you're going to read Jane Austen, which, obviously, she laid the foundation for this genre, but still, you know? Um, And one thing I'm really excited to see, like you were saying with uh, Daphne, like, wanting to be more of her own, you know? You know, I think, too, with her being the first of four daughters, mm-hmm. she has that ingrained in her that she's going to be in the marriage mart and has to get married, all this stuff, where Eloise got more of that freedom to, you know, like, I'm sure Violet's attentions were more on Daphne mm-hmm. in that, you know, so I think that almost gave Eloise a little bit more freedom to, like, want more. Mm-hmm. Um, for herself, which I am so excited to see Daphne come to that point and just so excited for everything going on with Eloise. Yeah. Not not only that, but also I the thing is, like, there's when it comes to feminism, acknowledging a woman's choice is key to it. And so I appreciate the fact that even if, you know, Daphne is a woman who wants to be the tradi- let's say she wants to be a traditional wife. She wants to be a traditional woman. She wants to do everything according to how society tells her should, um, then led her, you know, Absolutely. that is her choice. And that's, if that's what she wants. The one 100%. thing I want, uh, just, you know, if she wants that, it's perfectly fine. But that's the thing that I, I want the series to address is choice and what a person's choice is and how they get there. If Eloise wants to go to school, come hell or high water, I hope somebody finds her a way to get her into school but if Daphne wants to get married and to have babies then let her get married and have babies but I want that importance of choice acknowledged and I feel like it's something that will be because we see a glimpse of it in the trailer so and it is such a pivotal moment and it's something so key to show us that I do think that it will be acknowledged yeah I'm very excited for that I think that's going to be interesting too to tackle it where it's like the gender roles are still very much an issue in this England and how they're going to tackle that. And maybe like a way that we wish we could have. And the gender issues are a thing now. Like men are still allowed to do things that women are not, that women are are still doing. Yeah. And they're still paid for more. Exactly. So these are issues that are hopefully someday will go away, but at least we're talking about it more now. And so one of the other things is um, with Daphne and Simon, so much of the book sadly ruins 
their ship for me. And I hate yeah. that because then when they come back in um, the Viscount who loved me, they are so sweet and so precious that I, I love them there. So yeah. I'm like, why couldn't I love you this much in your own book? Um, but the series, that trailer. The chemistry they have. Is electric. Yes. And it's so hard to tell that from a trailer. If I had no idea what these books were, if I had no clue what I was going into and someone just showed me this trailer and was like, oh, look, this is something you'd be interested in. And I caught that. I'd be like, this is it. This is going to be my ship. I'm going to ride hard. Like, done. I Is Daphne madly in love or are we madly in love? I don't know. But if you just look into Reggae's eyes, I think anyone's madly in love. I mean... How do you not? <laughs> it's it's unfair. Like this cast is unfair. And what a what a thing to say. Like I love a fake married, fake arrangement, fake anything that's going to lead to something bigger. That's always my jam. But for it to be done in regency like this, I'm here for it. And it, it does differ a teeny bit. It looks like their meeting might differ from the book, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I had, when at first, when I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, I like that they have um, their, like, a whole conversation in there. There's already, like, the beginnings of interest in both of them. Um, so, it was the only thing when I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, like, that kind of stinks. Um, but I, I'm i ready to see what they do with them. And it looks very interesting how they're going to do the whole fake dating trope. Yeah, which so many people love. Like, that's. It's one of the most popular romance tropes, and it works for them best, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm very excited to see how they handle that, because it's going to be great. It is. I really think it's going to be great. I, again, from the trailer, from the little scenes we got of the dance, every little bit that we're getting the chemistry is, like I said, it's so electric that I'm done. I know I'm going to love it so much more than I did in the books. And then I think that'll make me appreciate book version even more. Because I will go back and reread after season one. Just to kind of see. i rather read it later and do the comparison. But I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. I Simon yeah. was always my favorite male spouse. Like, yeah, I do. I love Simon. There is nothing Simon about was that. always my favorite. So yeah, there's nothing about that book that made me not like Simon. Yeah. There's their relationship got a little bit slanted on the rocks and just uh it breaks my heart. But yeah, I I can feel the series bringing their relationship back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, even um, both, um, I was about to call her Daphne, (laughs) Phoebe and Reggae, like, you can see, like, they get along so well, too, and, like, the cast gets along so well, so it's, I feel like that's just going to, like, go translate onto the screen so well. Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, it is, like, in the little glimpses that we're getting, it's so easy to tell that, oh, these two, they're going to, they're endgame. Like, again, if you had no clue that they were in fact endgame you'd walk into this and be like oh those two they're gonna fall in love and they're gonna fall hard so Mm -hmm. 
I am here for that. And also, can we just take a moment to talk about the fact that people have a problem with her hair color, but I actually love it. Because it's not, yeah, because it's not dark brown, like, you know, well, chestnut, none of their hairs are chestnut, it's all brown, but hers is a bit lighter, but I actually really like that. I like it too, and I thought her hair was a a little bit lighter in the book. Apparently it's not, but. Oh, I could have sworn I I read that, but, hmm, I don't mind. No, I don't either, and I feel like she, like, she looks exactly how I pictured Daphne to look. Yeah, honestly, she, I feel like she's looks like a great Daphne she has even the the weird baby bangs that I I hope never come back into style like it works for her and so I'm really excited because I think she was why well, I, I don't have any complaints about the casting no at all casting department hearty round of applause through and through holy Jesus like how to yeah just and we're used to good casting. Yeah. Things we've loved in the past. But I'm just, I don't think I've ever had a book to screen casting like this where I was like, oh, darn, that one person, I don't love them. There's always been somebody, even in great things like Harry Potter, Um not the original trio or anybody like that, but just there, there have been casting choices where I've questioned. I'm like, oh man, but this is not how I pictured them. This show to the T. Absolutely. How? I don't know, but I think they deserve a medal because I, I've, they, they all look like they're doing a great job. I can't wait to see the show because they look like they're doing great. <laughs> And they look like a family. The you fact that them? people keep getting people who I feel like we've stared at them so much that we could tell them apart. But the fact that people are getting the ABC confused is wow. incredible. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's incredible that people are getting them confused and questioning who's who. And I'm just like, they, they did something right there. They're yeah. making you question. And they did... Um... Even though they did have, um, they, I like how they gave them all a slightly different hairstyle. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier to tell that yeah. way. Because they do look very similar. But it's nice, I feel like it's nice for them to each have like their own signature style. Yeah. But it's just so funny that I feel like people who aren't familiar are just like, wait, who's who? What's happening? And you're just like, oh, okay. They did good. And the littles too, they all look alike. Yeah. It's, it's it's in they're so cute too they're precious and did you hear how um the actress that they cast to play hyacinth florence hunt was much shorter when they first cast her and then she oh had a God. growth spur so that's, that's why they, too funny they threw in that line with um her telling gregory that she's taller oh my god that's so funny that's thought, great that was fantastic like no, siblings are though sometimes like oh absolutely girls do get taller quicker than boys so yeah that's too funny <laughs> I know so it's just it's incredible I think the casting is so perfect and even Lady Danbury oh my god yes you can just look at her and you're like yup this woman everyone has to respect her she's 
she's calling the shots. Absolutely. She's calling the shots, and I don't have a problem with that. Nope, none here either. I just, perfect. Simon and his eyebrows. I could write a novel on those eyebrows. (laughs) Like, Reggae knows he has great eyebrows. He knows he has great eyebrows, and I love it. I feel like he just always has like a smolder on his face or something. I feel like he does. He knows. He knows. <laughs> As he should. Yeah. Yeah. As he should. These people just exist in the same world as us. And we're supposed to move on. It's mere mortals. No. <laughs> but anyway, um, the Duke and I is really a fun story and it's a great story of family and it's a great story to showcase all these characters and how screwed up they are especially anthony who's not gonna be very pleasant in the first season yes yes how did we not talk about anthony (laughs) because we know that once we start started with anthony it's very hard to stop that was that was some very good subconscious editing there (laughs) no right but anthony bridgerton is is chaos personified and you know anytime with Anthony like I said I would just roll my eyes um so I was never too bothered like there was some stuff obviously very masculine it has that like energy of that time that I was just like don't love chaos but I don't hate uh, yes toxic masculinity that's the word I was looking for but it's Um, not it's still not as toxic as toxic masculinity is it's just very macho older brother and I also feel like something needs to be said about this but I feel like in different cultures especially I'm Armenian it it sadly has always been like this in our culture I know so many others like the older brothers are always the ones that are like you can't do this you can't do that blah 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 and you're just like please stop talking but yes it's so normal Mm mm-hmm Sadly, it was it's normalized, but yeah, and so you know, and I hope that's something that they tackle in the show. Um, but also, like when I like his, his journey in his own book is just we're not going to even go there because we'll be talking about it all day. Yep. Um, so like I do love him, and the show is definitely going to make us angry at him because it's going to happen. There's no way it's not going to happen, you know. But um. I I do like him a lot. I love him. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. My favorite, too. Is he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, interesting. Um, so I do, I'm very interested to see how they're going to handle everything. And I love what Jonathan Bailey's been saying. You've been saying the same thing, acknowledging Anthony's anxiety. Anthony Bridgerton's anxiety. Oh, my God. I That's, that's a whole thing to be addressed and the second I heard Jonathan Bailey say that I I was like thank god we cast the perfect person for Anthony because to to understand that this is a character who has anxiety is so important and if they cast someone that didn't get that I would have been very bummed because I would have argued went through that this man has a lot of issues he needs to work through yeah, I mean, think about it. We're talking about the society at that time where mm-hmm. his father died when he's 18, and now yep. he he is the head of the family. Yep. And he has to take care of everyone. Yep. I cannot even imagine nope. what that would feel like. Exactly. 
So all of his demons and every little crappy thing that he'll do or every little frustrating, annoying thing he'll do, not that it's justified, but it's coming from a place that, you know, needs to be understood and he needs to cross those bridges to get to a more healthier place and to get to the man who will be worthy of Kate Sheffield. Yes. Basically. So some things are going to frustrate us and it's fine. I'm, I'm all for that. I want to see all these layers of Anthony that we know he has, that we've heard yes. of constantly and we've seen like who goes to a duel with their best friend. Like I just, good yeah. Lord. It's going to be then, great. Yeah. And I saw what do you call it? Like, if you think about it, that, People, if people are blowing out of proportion, it's something that would have happened. Then. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like he's protecting his sister's honor. Mm-hmm. Simon did, had no plans on marrying her. Like that is a very normal for that time yep. thing to happen. So it's not like he is being an asshole. He's being a protective brother, like he's trying to protect his family. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. It's. That scene is going to be fantastic. And I really love that scene. And I really appreciate Benedict in that scene. Because he's the one that's like, I think she 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 should have a say. Like, we need yes. to hear her side of the story. Yes. Where everyone is like, get her away, get her out of here. And he's like, mm, I don't think so. So I yeah. I really hope they keep that. I hope so, too. Yeah. So Yeah, because Colin and her went there. And then Benedict was like, hear her out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's a really important scene and I can't wait to see how they bring that to life because yeah. it's and how they tackle that with Anthony as well. It'll I oh man, I cannot wait um to talk about all of this in pocket any sleep Christmas morning. No. And these episodes will be like longer than an hour because we're going to have so much to say. Yeah, probably. Probably. Let's but the book and I, the book and I, the book and I is a fantastic book. Excellent. <laughs> the Duke and I, it, it really is a good book once you get past that thing that happens. And it's a great start to the story because it is really interesting that we don't see the eldest's story first. Yes. I think that's really fascinating that it goes from Daphne and not Anthony. So... Yeah, and it's a great introduction to the family as well. It really is, because also, gotta acknowledge Violet in that trailer when she says you can do anything you want to. I am praying, hoping that the Violet we are getting this season is the Violet that we see from the Viscount Who Loved Me and on. Because the Violet in The Duke and I, I was so terrified she was going to be a Mrs. Bennet. Yep. I just getting her kids out to marriage, one by one, let's go. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I read the Duke and I was, I was just like yeah. picturing Mrs. Bennett. I was like, oh, oh boy. Okay, here we go. But you see that scene at the dinner table. You you can just that's the Violet that I love. Like that really soft, beautiful woman who loves her kids and wants nothing yeah. but their happiness. Whatever yeah. their happiness looks like, that's what she wants. And so I'm very happy that the series is just jumping straight to that. Yes, same. That's what it looks like is happening. So yeah. I need that. Absolutely. I'm very excited to see how she does, like, end up, you know, I can't think of the word right now. But what you were saying, 
Because I do feel like there were moments in the book where we do see that in the Duke and I, but overall it was more of that Mrs. Bennet rather than the softer violin. Overall. Overall. Start off with a will. Overall. I, I'm excited to see those softer moments because they did have some in the book, but overall it was the impression of Mrs. Bennett. So I'm yeah. going to, I'm excited to like see her, them delve into those parts. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like later on in the series, I think she was much more approachable. Absolutely. She later on in the series, she's literally the greatest mom ever, yeah. especially I think in Benedict's book is Benedict and Hyacinth's book has my favorite Violet. Yes, same. Because in those books, she's just like, my children are my everything. Whatever you guys want, whatever your happiness looks like, that's what I want. Like, the way that she spoke to Sophie, just everything about her in those two books are exactly the type of mother that you imagine these kids were raised by. Yes. Yeah, because they all, they do love each other so much. Yeah, which is what the dinner table, like, scene essentially says, that, you know, Yep, even the littles get to sit with us, the children. Yeah, and it's so sweet. It's great, and so I love that Simon gets to see that. And my God, Simon, I am not ready to see Simon's darkness, which we know that we'll probably get into with the stutter and all that, and it is going to break. Like, we are seeing the very hot Duke. Yeah. um, Simon trailers. So, you know, once we get into that, and for those who are listening for the first time, I especially am all about those moments of vulnerability in tough people. So it's going to destroy me. And I just. Yeah, I'm very excited to see his vulnerability Um, because he does. He has that air. He has his armor on as the Duke. um, And I'm more excited to see that vulnerability, especially come out with Daphne. And I hope that, um, you know, Anthony ends up having, like, a really nice bonding moment with him as well. And, like, him... I really want that. Yeah. That moment him between him and Anthony that the book doesn't have. But I, I would love that in the series. And I hope yeah. they get it. Yeah, because they, they're best friends. And then we don't really get to see them have a good moment. There is a scene where um, Anthony goes to Simon, but it's because of Daphne. Yeah. You know? And, like, they don't have... Um, their own moment for just their own relationship mm-hmm. as friends. Same. And I, I hope we get that. Same. Hard, hard, same. I'm sure we'll get some variation of it because I think that the series is really trying to cater to the heart of the books, which is these familial moments. Like, these are romance novels, but these moments between families and friends like Eloise and Penelope yes. is the heart of the series. All of these different relationships and all of these different people coming together and loving each other so deeply. So I really do believe the series is going to address that. It already is just in the trailers alone and just with everything we've seen. We know we're going to get so much more with other siblings that we don't in The Duke and I. Mm-hmm. So it'll yeah, be it's like. Yeah, it's like all the platonic and familial relationships are like the back, are like the basis, and then the romantic uh, relationships are the storyline. You mm-hmm. know, they're just as important. They're the backbones of the story, but the foundation and the core of it is the familial and platonic relationships. Yeah, and the so many of the relationships are based on platonic relationships. 
eventually. Yeah. That's that's what they come down to at the end of the day. These aren't just people that get married just because they have to get married, even when that's the situation. But they're people who essentially end up finding their best friend. And it's yeah. so, we talked about this the other day, but it's so strange how literally no one else has a friend except for Eloise and Anthony. <laughs> yeah. And technically has um, Felicity later on, but right. none of them have like somebody else. Yeah, and if they do, they're not really talked about too much. Yeah, they're not. So they are each other's best friends in a way, the the siblings. But it'll be really interesting to see the relationships and how they develop from friendships. Because that's, to a degree, as much as Simon and Daphne's is fake dating, it's also a friendship. Like, they... Daphne is described as being so cool and so great. And so... That's also what makes her relationship with Simon so fascinating because he is such a jaded, guarded man that, like, he needs someone like Daphne who is not only going to push his buttons, but someone who's going to kind of be a force in his life and be somebody that he can trust and be somebody that he can really be friends with. So I'm very excited to see, like, the friendships within the relationships. I think that's going to be excellent. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's, I'm just, I'm very excited. I am too. Just Um, a few more sleeps. Yes. Oh my God. Next week. It'll be a day. So what we got right. How is it next week? I know. I don't know. Anyway. So our first episode won't release after Christmas because that's not happening. Everybody. (laughs) But they will release on Fridays. So... We will let you guys know. It might happen because Christmas is on a Friday. So the next Friday. Yeah, so the next Friday. We probably would have that done, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be good. Something to look forward to. Pandemic. There are any weird New Year's Eve parties going on that we got to attend, so. Nope. We're both done with our semesters. (laughs) Yep. So all good. Um, So Fridays or maybe even Wednesdays. We'll see. Because we, we there's also the reviews that will come oh, out. Right. There's also that. So um, be sure to, yeah, you, if you're listening to this, you're already going to watch Bridgerton. So we don't have to tell you to do that. But you can find us on Twitter. I will link both of ours in the bio. And we'll keep everyone updated on when the first episode podcast comes out. It's going to be so exciting because we haven't done this on Marvelous Geeks. And so Lady Geeks is totally new. So yes, exciting. Very exciting. A little something new. I know. Alrighty, guys. The next time we we come back, we'll be on the other side. Yes. Finally. I know. (laughs) I've been waiting for this for so long. (laughs) So long hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, which we know you will because you'll have Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll be doing on Christmas. Yep. Does anybody <laughs> have other plans? Just no. watching Bridgerton and Wonder Woman all day. Yep. <laughs> be perfect. Exactly. Alrighty, guys. Bye. Bye.